This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis, Cats a Night Show. Now on the line for us, we have former NYPD Commissioner Ray Keller, Ray Kelly, uh, Commissioner Kelly. You know, we were talking upstairs before and we were saying how you were probably, like, I think we can all agree you're the best com- police commissioner we ever had in New York City. I mean, are we biased in saying that? I mean, is that wrong? No, I'll, 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 I'll certify it. Well, I'll certify it. Craig Eaton. I'm the one that said that. I'm the one that said that. Yeah, you're the one that said it. You're the one that said it. I swear to God. Judge, judge, wait, we got to be certified by the judge. Judge Weinberg? I hereby certify. Yeah, we were all discussing You're certified. It. Well, thank you so much. Now, you, uh, question, I asked your son yesterday, and I had your son on the show yesterday, and he had me on his, and and you almost became... FBI director in 1993, and you turned it down because you thought it was too early. You became police commissioner, and what do you think of what the heck is going on right now? Uh, with uh, uh, there's been allegations of double justice in in Washington. You have any gut feeling on it, or you 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 can choose not to answer it because of. Yeah. But well, you'll. you'll uh, no, it looks to me like there's nobody in charge there. How can this individual who just uh, resigned uh, last week, who's the head of the Washington office, be allowed to put all sorts of messages on, on, on the social media and not be disciplined? Or you can't tell me that the director didn't know that that was going on and that the director is not up to speed on these very important sensitive investigations. But nobody seems to be holding him uh, accountable. I mean, it's just incredible. Don't forget what happened in 2016 with Strzok and the other FBI people. Now we have, in essence, a a replica of that happening. And I, I just find it really unconscionable that nobody seems to be watching the store there. Uh, it's very disappointing. The FBI has done some good things. We've had some, and NYPD had a good relationship generally with them. There's been some friction there over the years, but generally speaking, it's worked well. Is it this, political this influence? Shocking. Is it political influence because the Attorney General still calls the shots? Uh, and Absolutely. Now, if you were, if you were the FBI director, because I said it yesterday, I thought that Christopher Ray, if he disagrees with the political crap, I'm sorry to say, that's going on, he should just stand up and say, this X, Y, Z is going on, and uh, I I just have to tell the American people what the heck is going on. Well, he shouldn't tolerate it. I mean, you know, objectivity was always sort of the the bellwether quality that the FBI had or supposedly had. But now it looks so politicized, obviously, at the top, but as I say, what happened the other day to me was shocking. What is what is Director Ray doing? That's happening under his nose, 
you know that if he's not reading social media, people are telling him about it. Yet this is this is the person who is looking at Hunter Biden's laptop, and you know, and of course saying or, or somehow burying that uh, uh, that information, but then making political statements on social media up till uh, you know this year. So it looks to me like it, it, you know nobody is running running the show, or if it is, it, it's it's very much uh, politicized, and that's that's quite unfortunate. Commissioner, it's, uh, it's uh, Richard Weinberg, but and you said it correctly. This is a redo of what happened years ago when McCabe, who was running the office of the FBI, had his wife running for the state senate in Virginia, and hundreds of thousands of dollars came from the Virginia party. Democratic Party, to her campaign at the same time he was investigating Trump. I mean, how did they get away with that? Yeah, well, then he also denied that he was leaking to the Wall Street Journal, and then he he later admitted it. So, you know, I just, uh, it's very disheartening to see what was a great institution uh, be so weakened and, and cheapened by, you know, regular down, you know, political activity, things that that you would expect them not to be uh, not to be involved with. So, yeah, it's going on. And I think it's up to the director. And obviously, he's got a boss, you know, Merrick Dolan is the one that has to, uh, uh, you know, call the shots there as well. But somebody we never we, we we've never seen this before. I never saw this before. We all had a lot of respect for the for the FBI. It's going to be very difficult for them to get their reputation back. You know, Commissioner, this is Craig Eaton, and the FBI has been the premier law enforcement agency in the country for decades. And now, between the FBI and the Department of Justice, the weaponization of these two agencies um, is ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's unconscionable. I'll use your word. It's unconscionable what's going on. I mean, I, I have no more respect for either one of these agencies. We need to get respect back. You're, you're absolutely right, but it's not not easy. I don't think it's going to happen on uh, not under this administration. Under this administration. I agree. I agree. Watch. And yeah, I agree. Com- yeah. Commissioner. And what's your sense about what's happening in New York City in terms of crime? In New York City, this new statistics just came out compared to the same time last year. Overall, violent crime is now up 26 percent. The most remarkable change we're seeing it is in robberies. Uh, I mean, w- burglaries. I feel like we're seeing crimes we've never seen here in New York City before. The smash and grabs, the carjackings, the drive-by shootings. There's this sense of lawlessness that is happening in this city that is just kind of mind-blowing. Three words. Stop, question, yeah, and frisk. And, uh, absolutely. Uh, and absolutely. It's a perfectly legal function, by the way, something that every yeah. police officer should have in uh, his or her toolbox. But... Uh, yeah, you have a sense on the street that anything goes, that people are not worried about the police. They don't fear the police. They're going to do these crimes in broad daylight. And we see, I don't know if you saw the robbery that took place on 2nd Avenue and 91st Street, where one car hit the other car, drove it up onto the sidewalk. This is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. No, we called it Miami Vice. We, yeah. thought, we, were thought, we were watching yeah. Miami yeah. Vice on television. When has that ever happened before? Never. No, I, I I don't remember, but particularly in daylight, he runs over and takes his bag full of money, supposedly whatever it was, twenty thousand dollars. But the the temerity, the the nerve, the hustle to do that 
in public at, at, at two o'clock. Says there's something fundamentally wrong with uh, our approach to law enforcement in New York City. I mean, we know that. Yes, they're, they're, murders are down and shootings are down, which is good news. But the 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 mugging crimes, the robberies, the purse snatches, the uh, auto thefts, those sorts of things are way up. And don't forget, we're talk- we're comparing this to De Blasio's last year. Uh, not noted as a uh, crime fighter by any means. So uh, it, it, it's very uh, disturbing. And uh, I don't see any light at the end of the Commissioner, tunnel. Commissioner, so uh, we, we have to go to one more. We promised Dr. Siegel we're going to have him on. But we want to have you on because we have a lot more to talk about in the next couple of days, and I hope you're, you'll be available. Okay. And happy birthday again. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you. you. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.